we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. I am so excited because my co-host with the Mo host is back. It's Armin. Armin, it's Eddie, obviously. I, I never introduce myself, only the, the ho- other hosts, because I feel like people should know Eddie Estrada is here, right? By this point, they should know. You Bye. know how you, how you should have introduced me? You should have said, the co-host is back in town. Just oh. like the Hugers. Or should I say no, the I Huberts? To... Our man is back in town and we must celebrate him. <laughs> Was that, is that how I should have done it? I mean, that's how you're going to do your 30th birthday invitations, right? I assume. Except the person okay, is going okay, to okay, come okay. to Wait, first my front foremost, door. I have not even turned 28 yet. So do not say that i'm turning 30 on this podcast i am 27 years i didn't old. i didn't say you're turning 30 but you won't stop talking about your 30th birthday well just because i'm like i just i feel like that's the last birthday i could do something big for so i'm not gonna plan it yeah for like- you say that you're gonna have a big 35th you're gonna have a big 40th a big 45th. i'm turning 50 baby it's yeah. literally no you know what my dad says the same thing because i last time i said this i was like 25 so last year i can have like a big party so that's when i was 25 was when i threw the bar crawl that, that was, was fun the made in the 90s bar crawl which was really fun um someone won a signed poster of me yes and that became a whole drama, by the way. That was awesome. That was drama, um, which was stupid. And I'm sorry for all the drama. But um, yeah, Mayor Garcetti was there from LA. It was a big blowout. Um, um, I love how you say it, implying that Garcetti attended your birthday party, which isn't true at all. We ran into yeah. him. No, Mayor Garcetti. I texted him and I said, yo, I'm going to be at Sharky's in Hermosa Beach at this time would love if you could stop by and he came by and said happy birthday vote yes on measure m and i said sure thing mayor garcetti and we did we voted yes on measure m and we still don't have public transportation in los angeles oh we Um, do eddie i'm a huge fan of it let's not denigrate public transport on this podcast it could could be better it could be better and it's getting better every day it could be better faster um sorry me like going off on los angeles i i love public transportation which is why i feel like we should have more in los angeles because new york chicago the bay area hasn't done so well i feel like this is a public transportation podcast everyone yeah sorry and now back to potomac i'm sure let's talk about public transportation in potomac yeah um the public transportation we need to talk about in potomac is uh i don't know the divorce train that Karen and <laughs> Ray are headed on because like, that's the only transportation I can think of because they are on a fast track to splitting ways. And um, very publicly. And very, and for some reason, like Karen is like throwing parties about it <laughs> essentially in front of Ray. With Telling Ray speeches about it. Yes. At like other events. She's like, I'm on the rocks. Ray doesn't know, but we're there. <laughs> and it's like, girl, like, can we give it a second? Okay, but before we get into all that, because I have a lot to say about the party, mm-hmm. um, let's get through the rest of the episode first, because I feel like we had a lot of other things happen Yeah, that we need to talk about. Well, first of all, 
let's talk about Wendy and Robin with their kids because I feel like that was kind of like such a cute moment and it also sets up the whole Candace and Giselle thing and it sends mm-hmm. up like everything else that happens in the episode. So Wendy and Robin decides to meet up because their kids are kind of the same age. Like Wendy's kids are, I want to say, I mean, we don't, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to age children, but like they're a little bit younger, but like the they older had the boys age were like, pop up, I think on the screen. They did. I can't remember what yeah. it was, but it, it was, they were a few years like, younger than Robin's kids. Yeah. It's like when you hang out with like your older cousins or something like that. Right. And I thought that was really cute how like they were younger, but the boys kind of really took them under the wing, except I loved that the, the kid was hanging around and they were like, you need to go. This is, this is grown folk talk. Like you need to move on. Cause I was totally that kid. Um, you wanted to take center stage didn't you oh yeah all the time i could see that i think in this this scene wendy was really showing her chops as a housewife i have to say yes i was literally i was gonna go and this was playing the game a hundred percent first of all the way she comes in and just like hangs out with the kids and like talks to her kids and the way she like parents i want to be her like i wendy acefo is my parenting goals because she just seems so fun, so cool, and so real with her children. She's like, you know what? That's that's the way it is. You're so a show off your diplomas type, just like Wendy. Oh yeah, go sit in the room with the diplomas. That's that's I only have one, but hey, you go sit with it. You're like, I need to accrue three more just out. so I could pull the Wendy Acefo. We're calling that no. the Wendy Acefo. You know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send my kids and be like, that's my VMA, that's my Teen Choice Award, <laughs> and that's my college degree. And stay here with these and think about who you are and who you want to become. That's a teen choice award. Let me remind you that surfboard. That's real. Yeah. Your version, your version of showing off the four degrees is basically like the bootleg EGOT, like the teen choice award. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. I am the bootleg EGOT. That is like so real. It's like, I want to win a Razzie. I want to win a teen choice award. Like, these are my goals. Wait, this is... What so else real. do you want to win? Let's see what the acronym would be. I don't even know. Let's add something with an A, because I wanted the acronym... I want to win the rat. Rat. The rat. <laughs> the E-rat. We need to add an E to it. E-rat. Because well, then it's like E-got, but also it's like Eddie. Yeah. It's like, I, I will have to find more... If you guys know awards shows that like are E or like an A that are like either... I guess you could win an Emmy. We'll give you an Emmy as a treat. I could I could win an Emmy. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's the one cuz it's like an E rat. So only the rat part has to be bad cuz only rats are bad cuz E is really good letter. Like E is probably the best letter in the, the alphabet. Mm. Um totally unbiased opinion by you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying there's a reason there's well, technically, You're really having to think about this one. There's two of them in my name, but there's three of them in my nickname. <laughs> good and for you lucky, for being able to count. And three is my lucky number. Is it really? Um, okay. Yeah, and three plus two is five, which is the day I was born. Um, we can play this math game all day, but let's get back to math game. Potomac. <laughs> um, this is my math. That's my math magic. The math magi- math magician. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I have gotten Why did so you say off that? on this one. I, okay, I just have to say, I think I'm off kilter today a little bit because I'm still reeling from the news that Dorinda's no longer on Brony. We're all like, reeling. But I'm going to just pull it together, and we need to talk about that Giselle's monster. So <laughs> Yeah, see, Wendy dropping that news right there, very strategic, brilliant move, and she's still sort of, like, playing all sides. Exactly. Which is smart, I think, as a new housewife, when you may not be sure 
who is the right person to ally with. Because Candace is her friend. Candace is who brought her off on the show with. And so... But she's sensing her, that's not the right team to be on. Yeah. And by her just saying, Candace, oh, call Giselle a monster, like not thinking it's a big deal because obviously there's tension between them and she's friends with Robin separately. Like it shouldn't be that big of a deal. And by also telling Robin, she's also showing her allegiance to Giselle on that side because it's like, you know, I'm here to give you information. Like, you know, Candace is my friend, but like at the same time, she said something that wasn't cool and I need you to know this as, as a real person. So like you said, all sides... Like, this is someone who's watched The Housewives before, clearly, and knows traps and knows how to set them and knows how to lay the groundwork to make sure that they get a season two. No, what, Catherine Edwards on Beverly Hills with her, like, not confronting Faye Resnick. Like, girl, you had one shot. After hyping up the confrontation with Faye Resnick all season. Yeah, like, uh, Alexander Hamilton would be so disappointed because she missed her shot. These are the sad puns I'm going for now. This is where quarantine has sent me. Is I'm I, and I'm gonna do a drink of water really quick, so it, I'm normalizing drinking. Is that better or worse than math magician? I'm going to go definitely better because math magician maybe is the worst thing I've ever heard. No, math on this magician podcast. is like that's like a big joke. Like that I've heard math ma- math magician for years. So like we need to get over this math and magician <laughs> and my cuckoo craziness um, because we just need to talk about. Candace and Ashley. Candace is like, can do no favors for herself and it just keeps digging herself into holes. When she, when her, instead of just apologizing to Ashley and being like, you know, I said some crazy things online. I really shouldn't have gone there. And you were, you know, you were pregnant. I was off on one. Like, it just wasn't cool. Instead, she's like, when I tweeted those things, I didn't know you were actually having birth, like, at that moment. And it's like, girl, that's not the point. The point is that you said these crazy things on the internet like it's some insane things like what was like uh, I don't even want to repeat them but it was just like girl like Candace like just apologize and own your shit like that's her problem is like she halfway owns everything where she's like yeah I did that but like it wasn't meant that way or like yeah I did that but like I didn't mean for you to be offended or yeah I did that but it was because of this so like and you did that so she always has an excuse you know she's full of excuses and if it wasn't for Dean she wasn't going to apologize but (laughs) they even admitted it right there. They were like, yeah, uh, thank you, Dean, for diffusing the tension right there. Because it was exploding for a second, but you can't have a full-blown housewives explosion with one housewife actually, like, holding their baby. That's... Yeah. It's actually, like, a hazard. Like, PSA, while you're holding your baby, do not get into a housewives confrontation. Honestly, that could be a new tactic. Like, if you are going to get into any heavy conversation or, like, you know your season storyline is going to be toy with, like, drama, just have a baby. Bring the toddler. Hold the baby. Shield. Baby shield. It's the new housewife tactic. Um, watch. And so um, Candace went from basically not taking any accountability and at one point, I think, if I remember correctly, blaming Ashley or saying that you know, you had a role in it too. It was kind of your fault. See, that's that's always the thing. She's like, you had a role in it too. Like, you upset me. But yes, you're 100% right. And then Dean starts crying because Dean's not having this situation. Babies can sense energies. And Candace is like, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. You know, like, let's move on. We should try to move past this. And Ashley even says, like, we ha- like as a group, I think we have to figure out how to forgive and move on or blah, blah, blah. And... Yeah, they seem to get over it, which then leads into the conversation about 
Monique and Charisse. And Candace seems to have a totally different take on this whole Charisse thing than Monique. Because according to Candace, like she was talking to Monique like every single day leading up to the party. And Monique didn't say anything. So she doesn't understand how there's this huge beef with Charisse. She feels like maybe it's out of nowhere or something. But here's the thing. Candace is lying. And I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna tell you why because in case you forgot and my roommate Kelsey pointed this out so I gotta give props to her. Um, remember when they were remember when they were, did that off mic conversation between Monique and Candace where she was like, I didn't know it was that deep. Mm-hmm. How how would she know what was deep if she hadn't had that conversation prior to that evening? So Candace and Monique did have this conversation prior. Candace just chose to ignore it. Wait, what if Monique just didn't tell her, though? That's why well, no. she didn't know it wasn't that deep. Well, no. The The thing is, is like when you say, I didn't know it was that deep, I feel like she had brought it up again. You know Right, what I she mean? brought like it she was, up, but she was interpreting it. It's Candace was interpreting like, it as not that deep. Like, I heard so you, but I didn't really hear you. This right. is probably the conversation. Monique was like, hey, Candace, I don't really feel cool with you bringing, like, Sharice around like it's it's not cool right. or like hey I don't really feel comfortable with your Sharice Monique's like or Candace's like okay whatever Monique, Candace continues to do the thing and then she goes back and she's like yo this 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 and this you know this is what Monique's been saying all this maybe Monique or sorry Sharice has been saying all this maybe Monique didn't give her the full story but like as her friend it's also kind of like you kind of should know the situation that's happening. And like, if you are friends with Sharice and you are friends with Monique, you should kind of see what's happening and choose the right side. I think that's where Monique is coming from. I feel like Candace is kind of spiraling right now because she is her strongest friendship right now could be with Ashley, who she doesn't Which is have just a strong truce. Right. Yeah. Exactly. She's feuding with Giselle and we're going to get into that. She's feuding with Monique, who is supposed to be her best friend. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had huge beef last season, right? But they were supposedly over it. I mean, I guess she's friends with Wendy. But she's really not in a good place with anybody. Nope. I guess she's in a good place with Karen. It's Karen yeah. and Wendy. And she's in a truce with Ashley. But she is kind of spiraling. And she has Sharice, like girl, like <laughs> I just and you know you know. And Wendy is fan, talking behind a, her back, like telling a, Robin about what she said about exactly. Giselle. That's the thing. Like Wendy's not even on her team. Only team that Karen truly is on is Team Karen, um, and right. not even Team Huger, just Team Karen. Uh, the Grand Dame. The Grand Dame. Did you did you say Dame? <laughs> oh, I, I'll redo that. Like. Uh, that singing telegram that guy stuff. was next level. Um, but, but yeah, no, Candace is a liar. Candace is uh, not a gr- a great person, and I think she is spiraling. I mean, I think she's really going through it right now because Candace is really struggling with the idea of having the responsibility of a child and having to be responsible for that child for the rest of their life. Yeah, and having that kind of pressure. Which, but that that's not an excuse though to treat people terribly and tweet no. all the things that she tweets. No, we I we saw understand. in this episode, um, Monique is going through hard times at home too. She's not getting any yeah. help around the house, and she has all these yeah. kids she has to take care of. Basically, and on Chris her own. just has the audacity to be like, 
suck my dick. Like, right. I, why aren't you cleaning? Like, I need to get my, like, my rocks off. Yeah, he's like, like I need to get laid more. And, and she's like, I need a little bit of help around the house. She's going through stuff at home, too. Everyone's going through stuff at home. How about Giselle? She's going through a lot of shit with I gotta s- getting back with her ex. That's opened mm-hmm. up a whole can of worms. Everyone has stuff going on at home. I don't think that's a great excuse. Um, I don't think it's a great excuse either. Let's talk about Monique really quick. Then we'll go talk about Giselle. And then we'll get back to Karen's party and the end of Giselle and Candace that we wanted to talk about. So with Monique, I just want to say I loved Chris. Chris Samuels was one of my favorite house husbands. And this really turned me off from him. I thought this was disgusting and so rude. And like my advice for... Monique is literally just like take care of the kids don't clean the house don't do anything and literally just try to have sex with him 100% of the time like literally all day every day until he's like literally just clean the house and then you won't have to worry about it ever again like I think that should be her plan is literally just like is this what you want then let's go 24-7 until he gets sick of it and then she'll be fine but he also needs to do his, his like work around the house because that's super uncool this may be a rude awakening for you, but there's a strong possibility he's not going to get tired of getting sex. See, but that's that. See, and that's after I said it, I realized it probably wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he would welcome that yeah. lifestyle change. I I was just trying to think of like when you do something so much, you like get bored of it. But then he would probably divorce Monique and just find a new girl to do it with, which is like literally, I'm just made my own problem for him. So Monique, don't take my advice because what sounded You're funny, working through the sexual politics of this situation, like exactly, on the podcast. As, You're as figuring I'm, it out. It I was, I thought it was like a funny, like good idea. I was like, I was just thinking in my head, like, Oh, if that's what all she wants. And that's all she should give him like 24 seven. Then I was like, Oh wait, that's actually is what that that's what he wants. Like, <laughs> so she would just be feeding just, into his everywhere. Him everything he wants. Exactly. <laughs> be a good housewife. <laughs> We get really into, like, regressive podcasting. Literally. Okay. Forget everything I said. But, Chris, this is not Monique's job. You need to step up as the man of the house. I also thought Monique gave great advice, though, when it came to courting, right? She was like, you should court me more. I feel like you just expect me to basically um, uh, be a booty call. booty call. Yeah. Right. And... I thought that was great advice because I think that that is a common trend that you see is that at some point people get lazy. they just expect to get laid and it's like, well, maybe you got to put in a little bit of effort. And she even said, ask me to get dressed, right? Like tell me to get dressed and go to breakfast even or something. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. That actually could be solid advice for Chris. He should, do something as simple as offer to take her out to a brunch, right? And then have babysitters look after the kids and say, hey, dress up nice. It'll it'll make her feel like she's being courted, like they're going out on a date instead of like drinking a half a bottle of wine with the baby on her lap. That's not yeah. as sexy and fun, but maybe yeah. mimosas over brunch would be a little more fun and he could get a little bit of what he wants. She could get what she wants as well because she needs some mimosas downtime. Mimosas over brunch really just do it for everyone, I just got to say. It's the universal aphrodisiac. It's simple advice, but I think it's pretty good advice. So, Yeah, don't take my advice. Monique the love doctor. Me. I think we're going to have to take yeah, away the title me, from you, I, Eddie. Me, I don't I'm think you're like, such a good love doctor anymore. <laughs> Well, that was just me, like, trying to be funny, and, like, I realized... No, that was was hilarious. It was really funny. Um, yeah. 
it's it, like I uh, it's not a punishment at all what I was doing. <laughs> so moving forward, speaking of punishment, um, Giselle and Jamal, we need to talk about the situation. And I loved. Okay, Cal has had one of the best friend of like I think evolutions I've seen. I used to find Cal so annoying. Like I used to find Cal like Matt level. You know, Matt, the quote-unquote assistant of Karen, is basically just, like, the, the tubble art that just follows her around constantly and, like, laughs at her jokes. Um, he literally looks like a Wiggum Simpsons character. Like, I feel like he is, a, like, a cousin or a child of Chief Wiggum on The Simpsons. But that's beyond the point. Um, Cal, I love now. Cal is freaking amazing. He is no Matt. He is... A friend, he's funny, he gets into it, but he also gives real good advice, and he's not just, like, a a superficial character on the show. Because we see a lot of these, like, friends. Like, Charisse had that one gay um, that was, like, her assistant that, like, literally added nothing. It was just, like, there. I hated that. It's like the yes men sycophants. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need I don't need the gay BFF yes man. Like, we've seen enough of that on television, and I, like, and it, it turned into a whole issue because then it turned into a whole stereotype and then all women wanted, like, the gay man as an accessory and it was a whole thing. There's a lot of problems with it. Um, just saying. Uh, Buy a Birkin if you need an accessory. Exactly. I, I'm, not a, I'm not your accessory. Mm-hmm. I'm a person. Uh, um, but with Cal, I love seeing him challenge Giselle and have her really take a look and be like, you know, your daughters are acting this way because not too long ago, you were saying the same things yourself. And if your daughters were like, this man really hurt my mother, how are you going to expect them to be so buddy-buddy? Like with Sherman, she tries to bring up Sherman. Sherman was a new man who was showing her great attention. All of her daughters wanted was for her to be happy and to have a man who cared about her. Sherman did that. Right, and I thought he had a great point that everything played out so publicly Mm -hmm. that of course it's going to be difficult for you know, her kids to have trust in him again. Because very, very publicly, he was portrayed to be untrustworthy. Rightfully so. I mean, not wrong there. Um, but that means that's, that it's going to take some time to rebuild that trust. Yeah, it was really sound advice. I mean, and I'm very happy. I would love to see more of Cal and more of these conversations because I think it was, I think it was great. Um, okay. The Hugers are back in town. Okay, let's talk about this party. So, okay. I have to say, my favorite read down of Karen in this whole episode, there were a lot. There were a lot. But I think it was from Robin. And I'm not talking about the Pepto-Bismol moment. That was great, too. It was when... Oh, my God. It was when Robin said something like, like, how are you going to have a housewarming party for a home you're renting? (laughs) And I didn't even think about it, but that's kind of a good point. I mean, look, I remember when I got my first apartment out of college and we had a little get together, but at that stage in your life, I think Robin has a great point. Like you don't have this like grand, you know, re-entry party into Potomac. It's like, no, you're renting in Potomac again. Big fucking deal. Who cares? Like, okay, yeah, you're back. We love it. Um, no, but I mean, she's right. Also, gotta give props to Robin for bringing the pizza. Thought that was such a hilarious nod. Also a moment. great move. Yep. 
Yeah, Robin but had okay. a lot of great moments this episode, actually. But this this party, like I said earlier, I think is Karen's, as Ramona would say, coming out party. Because this woman is literally just showcasing herself. Yeah. And how amazing her house is, how great her life is, and she's like the hot ticket. Karen's um, celebration of Karen. Exactly. From the singing telegram with just her in the video. <laughs> uh, from everything all just the k's all over the party there's no h like that was a very like huge sign i did have to give her props though for the covid approved um entertainment i loved the hula hoop dancers behind the gate in the lawn more than six feet apart from anyone you know it gave them the show and everyone was like they supposed to be there are they just hanging out (laughs) In the fields. Yeah, so far away you can barely see them. Exactly, exactly. Like, <laughs> Ray had to literally pull out his phone. He wasn't taking a photo, y'all. He was magnifying to see, are those the fireflies? Um, yeah. Uh, to the, like, this, also the Beyonce formation situation in the pink outfit. The fact that she called herself Beyonce. Are you Aonce? I'm not Eonce. But Karen's hubris does make her great. I, I think her self-confidence is a part of what makes her such a good housewife. Yes. I guess on that point, um, I have to celebrate that, you know, along with Karen celebrating herself. I felt bad a little bit for Ray, especially when he um, leaves. They're like, where's Ray? And he's like left early. Like, poor guy. But we got to love him. I mean, here's the thing. And I think she brought up a really good point. And I mean, I know this isn't for everyone, but I feel like this is really what's going on for her. She was like, it was fun when I was 30 and he was 50. It was fun when I had the older guy, but now he's ready to slow down and I'm ready to keep going, you know? And I think uh, it's they're just, not, they're it, not on the same wavelength anymore. Exactly. And it's just upsetting to see because I mean, you, you always dream you want to like grow old with someone. You want to share all those memories with them. You want to experience. And then, you know, you both slow down and settle down. And it just, I just feel like it would be so hard to like expect to still have all those memories and moments with someone and then them start slowing down before you. And I know that age always isn't the reason for that. I mean, there could be like a sickness or a disability or something, but going through that in a relationship is definitely hard because it's a change from your perceived idea and expectation for what the relationship is going to be and how it's going to move forward. So when Karen lost this, I think she's kind of almost having her own midlife crisis in a sense where it's like she doesn't know how to navigate this change in the relationship because it's not her expectation. It's not her vision that she had for herself and her future with Ray. So she's kind of doing like all these like crazy things and she's like making these announcements and she's like literally going through it in the only way that she can. So like I kind of have given her the benefit of a doubt. But at the same time, I really think her and Ray need to sit down and be like, okay, what is our relationship? Are we going to be able to yeah. move forward like this? Or do we separate and say, hey, you know what? It was a great run. We have two amazing children. We built this home and family together. But like, maybe it's time to move on in a different way. Which I think we might be getting that conversation actually this season. Yeah, I think we see in the previews for the season that Ray says he doesn't love her anymore or something, right? Doesn't that happen? I, I think there's something correctly? about a talk of like an open relationship or something like that. Right. I can't remember. And that's the thing. I think it does also go beyond Ray's lifestyle change. 
because he seems somewhat energetic at this party. I think he was dancing at one point. Seems to be having a good time, talking with people, whatever, mingling. I think there is a disconnect in their relationship. Karen even mentioned at the party that she hadn't been focusing on him for a while, right? Didn't she say something like, I've been doing my own thing and I need to prioritize Ray or whatever? Yeah, she I, did say that she's kind of been focused. And we have seen that last season with the Grand Dame and La Dame and all that kind of stuff. So I think it goes beyond Ray too. I think yeah. they're, they're just not on the same page. Uh, maybe they'll, they'll never be able to get on the same page again. And maybe that's why they're going to maybe break up. I don't know. Yeah. Have we seen anything in the news on that? I haven't, so I don't think they do. Right. Okay. Um, Unless they have to keep it a secret, you know, for the season, spoilers, whatever. Which would be the biggest, like, secret that's been held in, like, Housewives history. Like, the Hugers must be really good at keeping secrets because... <laughs> right. Everything gets anything, out now. Everything yeah. else has gotten out. How have the Hugers been, yeah. you know, broken up, not gone out? Especially with all... Hardcore Potomac fans, because it is truly, I think, the best franchise on right now. Yeah, someone would have, like, sleuthed her Instagram and found out that, like, Ray's moved out or something. So that's probably not happened. Um, So maybe they get on the same page. Who knows? Uh, They're not on the same page right now, that's for sure. Um, Just like Giselle and Candace aren't on the same page. Yeah, so Candace and Giselle have a confrontation at this party, and Giselle's like, you called me a monster. And, and it's funny because it starts and, with Candace trying to apologize. Yes, that is true. And then Giselle's like, guess what? I found out another thing you did that you called me Giselle the monster. And it just goes so wrong from there. <sighs> Candace essentially tries to say once again, it's not that deep. <laughs> yeah, she says uh, I <laughs> at first she tries to deny it, but then she realizes it's on camera. So she says, I, I may have said that I, I may have said that. And then she pivots to saying there was no malicious yeah. intent. And it's like, it's how not, do you yeah. call someone a monster and not have and any malicious like, intent? It's not that deep. Don't read into it. Don't read into it. <laughs> like, the context would have to be drastically different for that to make like, sense. Oh, that, that look was monster. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Giselle looked monster tonight. Like, that would be a compliment. Or like, like you're Jackson season two and you take seven straight shots. And I'm like, ooh, Eddie, you're a monster. Exactly. Like, mm, yeah. Look at you down exactly. seven straight or, shots of tequila. Or, you know, Giselle just, like, sold uh, a whole bunch of her new, I don't know, what was her, like, Q line or whatever. Like, she's a monster in the business field. Like, those are compliments. But if I'm Calling referring Giselle to your character... And I say, what do I think Eddie's like? I think he's a monster. There is no world where that doesn't have malicious intent. You are clearly uh, not into that person, to say the least. That's the kindest way to say it. You're not that that into Giselle. Um, And it goes beyond that. You're calling her a monster. Like, okay, well, big deal. It's not that huge of an insult, I guess. Um, But you can't also say there's no malicious intent. you got to own it at at least, right? And say, yeah, yeah, I called you a monster. I kind of think you're an asshole. That would have been... At least more honest. Yes. But yeah, again, circling back to what we said earlier, Candace is just flailing. I mean, spiraling out of control. <laughs> See, this is the thing is all of these women are in their own way. and, mm, and But they're all, they all manage it in their own special brew, which kind of what makes the show beautiful. You've got Karen, <laughs> like going through her, I guess, like late life crisis with the relationship with Ray. You've got Candace going through her family situation and moving her relationship to the next level with Chris and her relationship with her mother and all the things that are coming feuding up with that. the She's world. 
Exactly. You've got Giselle with Jamal and her daughter's basically being like, we don't want you to get back with their dad. You've got Robin trying to figure out her relationship with Juan and like if they're really going to be a family, if he's ever going to propose, which we know he's going to. But like she doesn't know that. And then you got Wendy on top of the world running shit, being bomb as hell. Oh, yeah. And then you have Ashley who has a new baby, but like also has the worst husband in the entire world. Yeah. The previews don't look good for Ashley. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The previews. Oh, I totally forgot. (gasps) <gasps> Michael of course, uh, doesn't of course it's Candace who gets the damn text message yeah that um, that Michael guy cannot avoid scandal can he no he cannot no but Eddie I think we mentioned it all we really truly did mention it all for Potomac this week thank you guys so much for listening we so appreciate it Armin it's so glad to have you back great to um, be back Eddie you... I missed you I missed you too um but, like, Armin will be back for the rest of the podcast. So if you guys want to be back for them, too, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys are on social media and you guys want to check us out, go to Hot in Bravoed by searching at H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D on Instagram or Twitter. Armin, do you want to promote anything? Yeah, well, we together did a instant reaction podcast. Yes. On Dorinda retiring, getting fired, whatever you want to call it, nice. from from Roni, and we did make it nice, and that is a Patreon exclusive. So yes. if you want to hear it, you can support us on Patreon, which is awesome because you support us, but you also get exclusive content a few episodes a month at least. So you can do that at uh, patreon.com backslash hot and bravo. Check it out. And you can follow me on social media at Eddie underscore Strata. Um, I'm back on the Insta game. So if you guys want to check that out, I will also be posting more videos and fun stuff there um, at Eddie underscore Strata for all of that. And that will also all be linked with Hot and Bravo stuff. So check us both out. We will see you guys (laughs) next week. Adios.